0: Breaking news today, China has banned and declared illegal all cryptocurrency transactions. Uh, this follows a, 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 an earlier, a couple of years ago, where they, they uh, banned digital currencies from the country. But now they're banning any trading as illegal. This is the Central Bank of China, effectively the government, declaring that all transactions on cryptocurrencies will be illegal, effectively banning digital tokens such as Bitcoin's. And the virtual currency related activities are uh, illegal financial activities. The People's Bank of China said, warning it seriously endangers the safety of people's assets. Well, I think in a way they've got that right. I mean, if you're piling all your money into, into these digital currencies, then it, it is, uh, you know, you are endangering the safety of your assets. And this is obviously a blow to digital currencies and independent what well currencies, if you can call them that, as China was one of the world's uh, largest cryptocurrency markets and one of the largest places for digital mining. So, is it a real currency? Well, is it? I mean, you know, let's let's face it. It's certainly not a reliable and safe way to, of of trading and doing things. Like, for instance, if you had digital currency you were buying something this morning, well, you know, you'd have found that. That the price of your your currency had fell by two thousand uh, dollars, j- just following that announcement. So when I looked at uh, earlier at the price of Bitcoin in the morning, I think it was something like forty four thousand uh, dollars per coin, and you know th- this this is at uh, ten what well, uh, ten p.m. last night. Uh, then by today, uh, it had fallen to something like forty one thousand. It's slightly recovered now. You know so how could you how could you pay for something when you know the price is up, up and down like a yo-yo and it only takes one announcement by by china or or by some other central bank warning that they don't like uh, independent currency they don't like people putting their money into these 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 uh, ways of paying for things and the ways of holding money obviously the central banks want to control the money and the money supply of of that country so I mean, I don't think it's a currency. People ask me, should I put money into cryptocurrencies? Well, yeah, if you want to speculate, if you've got money that you can afford to lose, then why not? But it's not a it's not a currency. I can't go down to my shop and buy, you know, a coffee with digital currency. Maybe you can in, uh, was it Venezuela, El Salvador? Yeah, but people are revolting against it. They're saying, what is this all about? You know, uh, why would you want to pay for a pizza with digital currency? Well, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's just something that, is, is is money out of thin air really so this is the latest chinese crackdown on what it sees as a volatile speculative investment as i as i've said they agree with me the chinese central bank and at best it's a way to launder money they say at worst so you know there you go it's it's a way that money can move around without their control and i think that's the key behind this and that this follows a ban on trading cryptocurrency but that is continued online through foreign exchanges so China has already made earlier warnings this year of of crackdowns in May Chinese uh, state institutions warned that buyers have no protection for continuing to trade in Bitcoin and other uh, currencies online in June it told banks then and payment platforms to stop facilitating transactions and issued ban bans on mining the currency I'll come on to mining in a little while uh, and and the trade uh, of using this is mining, which means you're, you're using power-hungry, powerful computers, but power-hungry computers to tr- create digital coins. And Friday's announcement is a stark warning that uh, China wants to really shut down all crypto currency trading and activities in in any form. And you know the statement clearly states that anyone involved in these illegal uh, financial activities are committing a criminal offense and will be prosecuted and, you know they don't mess around in China when they prosecute people so even foreign websites uh, that are offering services to Chinese uh, citizens have been uh, declared as illegal activity well I, I don't know how they can declare something overseas as illegal and in any case I thought China pretty much controls what comes in and out of their country over the web But China already, as we know, has its own digital version of the one currency, yuan. uh, And I think other central banks are set to follow. I think in Scandinavia, they're certainly moving towards that in Sweden. um, You know, all the central banks really want to phase out cash cash is expensive to move around you can't control cash you don't know how much people are holding in cash under their under their mattresses or whatever so you can't control that so all the governments want to control us the citizens <coughs> control our money control where we spend our money everything really so this is what it's what it's all about so bitcoin might be fine for the moment but what happens when all the governments get together and and clamp down on it uh, just like they can bring in a lockdown altogether, they can do everything all in 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 synchronicity. So maybe they will do this with with these digital currencies, because clearly they don't like people moving their money around without their their knowledge or or control. So new coins, um, yeah, you know, this this is what what will happen. So let me talk about how they're mined. Mining is 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 really a technology behind cryptocurrencies and it it includes currencies like bitcoin and is linked uh to to many of these powerful distributed computers around the world verifying and checking transactions on a giant shared ledger known as the blockchain this the blockchain is the technology behind this and 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 blockchain could emerge as a or is emerging as a new technology that could change many of our financial and legal transactions in in the future so new these new coins are randomly awarded to those who take part in this work known as crypto mining so if you're looking for a new job maybe you can become a miner a crypto miner who knows so china with its relatively low electricity costs and uh, cheaper computer hardware has previously become the world's main center for mining activity and even online gamers have blamed the mining industry for a global shortage in in these powerful graphics cards, which miners use to process uh, digital currencies. Uh, I don't think it would work on my laptop because it's always running slow. I don't think I'd be able to become a miner with, with my laptop. Um, so anyway, two years ago in 2019, China announced accounted for 75% of the world's Bitcoin uh, energy use. And now it's dropped to 46%. So it's not very environmentally friendly, this, is it? Uh, so let's see what happens with, with Bitcoin. I said the price dropped today, but it hasn't collapsed. It's just dropped uh, slightly, but it hasn't really fallen out of bed. But we know that, you know, a couple of years ago, the Bitcoin price was was something like um, uh, $10,000. And if if I go back, say, over a five year period, um, it, it's gone from $6,000 2016, it, it then it, it reached a peak of $62,000 last April and then dropped to 33,000 it's gone up to 50,000 again now as of today it seems to have recovered now to $44,000 so it's kind of recovered a little bit from this morning's drop so I mean I I don't call that currency how could you hold your money in that kind of currency which could drop by 10% in, in, in in an hour Uh, How could you you pay for stuff? How how could you, if your savings was in this digital currency, you'd be looking at it every night. Oh, where's my savings today? I I don't see that as a a proper currency. And and many central banks don't agree with me. And, and, you know, although on the other hand, if you disagree with me, say so in the comments, because many people think of of Bitcoin and digital currencies as the future of money. I, I personally don't. Other news and 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 this is a trending things. I like to give people not just what's going on now, but a, a look to the future and see what is trending. Now, for many years ago, many years now, I've been talking about uh, the, the move to uh, AI technology, which will replace millions and millions of jobs. And 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 I talked about five years ago that driverless trucks would would probably get rid of three million jobs in the U.S. alone. Now. This has been around for a while you know drivers vehicles they've tried them on the roads we see these funny stories of things going wrong they hit they hit the back of the test car and that sort of thing but this is this is not going to go away you know many companies uh you know including tesla one of the reasons for the high price of tesla shares is because they they have this driverless technology in the background uber are experimenting with things volvo cars have got uh, driverless technology and now we see that fedex are testing uh, the fir- their first driverless truck, these huge American trucks that will be driven from Dallas to Houston, hundreds of miles, without a driver. Now, in this test, they're going to have somebody on board in case it all goes wrong. But, you know, just in time when they said, oh, there's a shortage of drivers. Where are we going to find the drivers to drive these? All the drivers are retiring. This is crap. You know, drivers can't even get. Uh, licenses, because of the, the the problem with the licensing and authority, they can't get their their provisional licenses and their other licenses processed in time, and then insurers won't insure them. So something is blocking this, and then at the same time, just in time to save us from this shortage driverless trucks. Now we can all get our food. Now we can all get our our our, our fuel because we're running out of petrol, aren't we? Because of the driver shortages. Where did this come from? Where did we suddenly? I mean, I can see trucks thundering around our roads every minute and suddenly there's a shortage where did this come from where did all these drivers disappear to they're even saying it in germany in america now, america's not affected by brexit is it and yet there's there's all these people unemployed and yet there's a driver shortage now the uk government are even considering temporary visas to solve the, the driver shortage uh, suddenly they're going to come from europe again are they well, I mean, people here have been phoning into radio shows saying, I, I've got my my HGV license after six months and £5,000 and I, I can't get insured. I can't get a job. All the companies want experience. This is some this sounds like I know I sound like conspiracy theories, but this sounds like nonsense to me. And then there's a fuel shortage also blamed by BP on, on a, a shortage of tanker drivers. BP? The, one of the biggest oil companies in the world, one of the biggest companies in the UK. Suddenly, where have all the tanker drivers gone? You know, this company's not a newfangled company; they've been around for years. So now, um, th- 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 there's a shortage. Well, they've talked about a shortage. There might be a shortage, and the government said, "Don't panic. There won't be any shortage. We'll keep we'll keep the supplies coming through." But of course, now it's become a self-fulfilling prophecy because now everybody's gone out and filled up their tanks and a few tank, you know, a few cans of 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 petrol on the side and and of course this is creating panic and and now there will be a, a shortage of fuel in the uk i've no doubt about that unless they're in some form of of rationing and and now just to make it all worse um the the, the uh, climate change protesters have blocked the port of dover just to make things worse for fuel shortage food shortage this shortage that shortage gas prices going up we're, we're, what's all happening? Are we heading for a, a winter of discontent? The government are even planning to change the, the, the SOARS scheme, which is the seasonal agricultural wo- scheme for, for temporary visas. These, these have been around for years, um, which actually brings in workers from mainly from non-EU countries to come in for, on a six month visa to pick the crops because apparently nobody in Britain wants to do that. All these millions of unemployed people and people on the so-called sick. Uh, can't do that kind of work so they have to bring in workers this is not new this has been going on for years uh, so so that's another trend coming up um, a stock market crash for the time being has been avoided as Evergrande comes to a, an arrangement with with creditors and bondholders but I don't think we're out of out of the the water with that yet um, because I think there are there are there is a lot more to follow in this uh, property boom and in, in China where you know millions of properties have been built some are, are empty there's ghost cities apparently where they're actually demolishing some buildings I, I just think there's there's a speculative fueling going on here and over the last few years that much of its economic growth has been based on this property boom and ease of ease of lending uh, to, to build all these properties and i i think there's something you know there's more to this than the meets the eye and something's going to go wrong and uh, the Chinese government are trying to paper over the cracks to keep their economy booming, but something's not right there. Evergrande is just the tip of the iceberg. I feel. I, I said yesterday that half uh, mortgage borrowers uh, remain in debt after retirement. As this, I think this is part of a growing trend of, of living standards fall in. You know, uh, in the past, I'm sure your parents, grandparents had, if they bought their own property, took pride in paying off that mortgage after. 15 20 25 years they took pride in that now people can't even pay their mortgage off by the time they've retired or if they do pay their mortgage off they have to get another mortgage called an equity release or a lifetime mortgage uh, to, to give money to their children and grandchildren so that they can afford to buy their property in other words what you can see here is living standards falling but prices of assets like property going up through the roof and getting beyond the reach of people, ordinary people, who are unable to, to buy properties. And meanwhile, foreign investors from China, where they can get easy money, and Russia, where they just, I don't know where they get their money from, they can come in and buy up properties left, right and centre. Uh, putting them, again, putting them out of the reach of ordinary people who just want to buy a home. They don't want to speculate in, in property. They just want to buy a, a home. In fact, the, the Labour Party in their conference this year wants to ban uh, foreign investors from buying new build homes for for at least six months until local people can buy them but in reality a lot of local people can't afford the these new build properties and even when the government give you know they force developers to give away 20 30 percent of them to uh, to affordable homes they can't afford those affordable homes either because they're giving them away on shared ownership schemes which are again very expensive a shared ownership means you buy I mean, I see them advertise buy a shared ownership property in Hackney, hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Oh, that looks cheap. No, it's just for a quarter. It's for twenty-five percent of the property. All you're buying is a bit of the property. You're buying. So if you've got uh, a four-bed property, you're you're buying one bedroom of it. You know, effectively. But they're selling off these high-rise flats as shared ownership schemes. Then you buy a quarter of it and you have to borrow to buy that. Then you're paying rent for the rest of it. Then you're paying exorbitant service charges to run these shiny new buildings with with a concierge and maybe a gym and a swimming pool and all the rest of it. So the cost of buying these homes is enormously expensive. and No wonder people can't afford it because they, they obviously look at your income. They, they say, well, OK, you can get a mortgage for a quarter, but how can you afford the rent? And then we're going to have to means test this. No wonder people can't afford to buy these homes. What the government needs to do is build more council properties uh, or local authority properties to, to give real low paid to give real options to to low paid workers. Otherwise, low paid workers will not be able to afford to live in the cities. They're going to have to move out miles out in the sticks and then they can't afford to travel in to do. A minimum wage job so the government needs to look at this and i've been saying this for years when i was a councillor we need to build more council properties i was in camden the other day and camden council are building more uh, more council houses but not on the scale that they used to when i lived in camden as a child they were building huge estates of of council properties there was huge choice in in council properties you know people could pick and choose what they wanted oh i don't like this place i'd rather a place here or there i don't want a flat i want a house believe it or not there was choices in in the, in, the, in that period in the 60s and 70s now there there is no choice and people who are on the housing list are living in in slum hotels really until they can you know until they can find a house for them so th- that's what we need to do to solve the, the big problem of, of housing and the cost of housing we noticed that in the 60s and 70s when they they mass built council houses the price of properties came down they they stagnated for many years and then they went up again in the 70s which coincided with them more or less with the council stopped building council houses and stopped building major cities like milton keynes and big big developments like uh, basildon and um what's other harlow in essex and and uh, the pl- the place just outside Gatwick, you know, that they, they built um, major cities uh, in those days. Well, ma- not all, all cities, but big towns built them on on existing road networks like the M1 or like the uh, the M11. And, and they planned ahead many years and built them on rail networks like Harlow is built on a rail network going into uh, Liverpool Street in London. It's built near. planned expansion of an airport Stansted you know the city just outside Gatwick Crawley I think it is was built near Gatwick Airport again on a main road on on a road network uh, which was the um, M23 or the A23 whatever it was in those days and and they, they planned ahead it's on it's on a rail network going into London it's near an airport it has jobs in that area Similarly with Milton Keynes built on the M1 with a line with a fast train line going up north and down south into Euston and they built industrial estates on the side. So there was jobs there and Milton Keynes has been a success. We need more places like that. We can't just keep chipping away at the existing areas and cramming more properties into the city and then trying to then, oh, let's build on the green belt and upset everybody. Uh, or build a new garden village rather than a, a proper town or a city in in a place where there is space for these things so that 's what the government needs to do that 's my rant of the day on property uh, again u k base rates were held uh, yesterday by the monetary policy Com- committee, but um, the the Bank of England is moving close according to the times is moving close you might not be able to see this it might be back to front but bank of england moving closer to interest rate rise because two of the people on the, the policy committee voted for a rate rise so they expect that in 2022 rates could rise because they're predicting over four percent inflation by the end of the year this is contrary to their previous prediction that there will be a slight rise in inflation in the autumn but it, it will be temporary. And, and in America, they're saying the same thing, where inflation, I think, has already exceeded 5%. In fact, they're fiddling with the, the inflation figures there and, and taking stuff out like rentals, uh, you know, to, 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 to cushion the blow and make, make inflation really look lower. So it, it's all been manipulated here. And I, so I think inflation is going to go higher and they will have to increase interest rates earlier than predicted because in america they're predicting in 2023 of course if they, they they raise interest rates they themselves will have to pay higher interest rates on the trillions of dollars that they've created in the bond market and all this money printing nonsense that is causing this inflation as it caused it in the german we- weimar republic as it caused it in argentina many times and and uh venezuela the oil rich country that is disaster is a disaster uh, place uh, that's caused it and of course in zimbabwe where they eventually had to ditch the local currency and move on to the dollar and other countries have done the same thing i think el salvador which is funny enough adopted bitcoin as a currency they had to ditch their own currency because of hyperinflation now inflation that brings me on to another subject you probably can't read this fears grow over threats of stagflation. This is where you have a combination of low growth with high inflation, and, and that that's that's bad news for any economy, and and it's certainly bad news for for Britain. Don't forget, um, you know, when things went went wrong in Japan in the 80s. Remember, in the 80s, Japan were going to take over the world, weren't they? Everything was Japanese. This Japanese, that Japanese. Japan are buying all the properties in Manhattan. Japanese are buying buying up London, buying up british companies and then things went wrong for them and, and they they had a period of stagflation they had a period of no growth for 30 years uh, and, until now in fact in fact their stock market i i believe i heard a statistic that their stock market is half the price it was in the 80s now uh, so so things have been bad in japan and and despite the fact they had low interest rates they had negative interest rates almost and and yet that their economy is still a basket case so uh I'm not saying everything is disaster in Japan, but they've had serious problems and it takes a long time to get out of this. So to just watch that. That's a future trend. L- listen to that word and learn that word, stagflation. Look it up if you don't know what it means uh, because that—that that is a serious problem. Now, look, this is all leading to something which is, is what I call the new world order. And, and people need to wake up about this because, you know, the world of business is changing, the world of jobs are changing. And unless you adapt, your business... Uh, and or your job uh, prospect will go into decline and could disappear. I've already talked about these driverless vehicles, but AI is affecting many other jobs, including the legal world, the legal profession. Um, They call themselves a profession, not an industry, by the way. Uh, It's affecting accountancy. It's affecting white-collar jobs, not just blue-collar jobs like my blue here, Uh, meaning that it's it's affecting the the office-type jobs, the higher-paid jobs, um, not just the low paid work, you know, it, it's affecting everything. So you need to wake up. And and, and I think what you need to do is, is, is think about how you can retrain yourself, how you can learn new skills and what can you do to take advantage of these changes. The biggest revolution, uh, one of the biggest revolution is online trading and social media marketing, of course. You know, businesses which have adapted to this boom have themselves boomed while others are out of business, we think of the the many stores we've seen disappear. I think the last store in America, Sears, closed down recently. That that's you know that's a company that's been around over a hundred years. Similarly, in the UK, Debenhams out of business. You know, Gap are uh, uh, are going out of business in the UK. They, their shops have been re- rescued by a deal with Next to keep the brand alive. But many other shops, Woolworths are gone. Right, Woolworths, Sears gone. You know tower records well i'm going back a while blockbusters Yeah, you know, things if you don't adapt then uh, you, you will die blockbusters was the the the, the dominant video uh, market producer when netflix was just a a, a mail order uh, video firm and look what's happening today netflix now one of the biggest players in the world one of those fang shares that is dominating the share market is distorting the value of the stock markets look what's happened there so if you don't adapt then your company will go down and, and if you don't adapt as a person, you will go down with it and you will end up on, on the scrap heap on some universal credit or some universal payment. So what can you do? Look, you can all learn how to, to adapt to social media. It's not just kids on this. Adults can learn this as well. We can all learn how to not only how to use social media, but how to make money on social media. What I'm saying to you is to stop wasting time on social media, just looking at other people making money, start making money yourself. And that brings me on to someone called uh, a, a mentor of mine, Paul O. Mahoney, who's written a book called Rethink Social Media. And th- this should be really tough to rethink social media and the whole of the world and, and the whole of business. Because this is this is big. Um, social media is changing. The world of money is changing. The world of jobs and business is changing. And you need to rethink this. Now, instead of going out and reading that, the whole of this book and spending money on the book, um, it's 300 it's odd pages. Why not look at a free web class that Paul is running right now? Uh, you, you can click on my link below and go onto his web class and learn how to, to use this time you're already spending on social media uh, and, and, and turn this into a business and a digital business to make money for yourself rather than just making money from somewhere else, someone else. Because, you know, the, the reality is you're probably already making money on social media, but not for you, but for somebody else. And that, that's not just a, a glib line. It's true. you are make it when you go on social media and click on things, you're probably making money for somebody else rather than yourself. So you can learn, you know, how to use the time you're spending on social media. And let's face it, most people are on social media as soon as they wake up. They're taking their phones into the toilet to look at their social media. They're taking it on dates. People are sitting opposite each other on dates, looking at their phone. They're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, right, right. Have you noticed that when the girls, you're talking to a girl and she's going like this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What was that you said? What's that you said? Listen, I've got my so, I've got my social media here to look at. I can't afford to listen to you talking. Just just pay for this meal and let's go. Sorry, that's a joke, girls. But I, I'm sure guys do this do this as well. But you know what I mean, right? Uh, people are, are are going on are going on dates and and spending more time on social media than than talking to their partners, right? We know that um, people are. Uh, you know, sitting around dinner tables on their phones. In fact, families have said, "Look, we've got to ban this. Kids, like, get off, leave your phone outside the dining room because kids are sitting there on." And you can see it on trains and buses and planes, right? People are on social media all the time. So why not use that time to make money on social media rather than just wasting your time on social media? Now, in this web class, you can learn how to get a product to sell, even if you don't have one already. How to to get it for nothing how to to use this strategy that that Paul has used to make millions for himself over the last few years. He started with nothing. He started with no knowledge and and a wide skepticism of social media. Uh, So look, go to this web class, click on the link below. If you own a business, if you want to start a business, but without quitting your job, without wasting a lot of money starting a business, here you can start a business for virtually nothing. You can start a business for free without any capital, without having to quit your job. So if you're serious about this and you want to start making money online, you're tired of wasting time on social media, go to this this free web class right now, register for it right now. What have you got to lose? Stop wasting time on social media and start making money instead, even if you lack the time, resources and experience or expertise. Click on the link below and Paul will, will teach you something new today, because if you don't learn, you're going to go down with the likes of... Debenhams, Sears, Blockbusters and Woolworths, you've got to change, you've got to adapt to this world because it's not just the strongest and the fittest that survive but the most adaptable. Click on the link below and go to this free web class right now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information visit moneytipsdaily.com.